If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Hello, everybody. I'm here with Mindy Edstrom. Want to introduce yourself, Mindy? Hi, I'm Mindy Edstrom. Mindy (laughs) is uh, here with me to talk about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is October, and we both have some experiences with cancer. Yes. And specifically, and we're pretty young to breast be deal- cancer. Exactly, we're pretty young to be. Mm-hmm. Well, you are. Whatever to be having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Let Let's just start out and let's just dig right in, Mindy. Go ahead. Let's tell us your yeah. story. So it's been an interesting process. Um, interesting. It, cancer is something I always thought was part of my journey. Why? I always had this feeling that it was just going to be something that I was going to go through. Do you have a history of cancer no, in your family? No, none. It was just so weird. And I have two friends that could totally testify that I told them that I was like, I just know that it's part of my trials. It's just something that I'll... But I never thought at 42 years old really? that I would have cancer. I figure... I, I don't... It's so weird. I don't even know how you even explain that. You but just had this premonition. Yeah. It just... It just this so were you feeling, really good about getting mammograms and... Well, no. That's the crazy thing. Okay. So <laughs> my really good friend, Leslie... Shimmer, ever for when we turned 40 years old, she was like, All right, let's go. Let's go have a mammogram. Let's make a party out of it. Because a lot of women, most women, it's not something that's enjoyable. It's not comfortable. It's awkward. You're full exposure. And it's just, it's just not a fun thing. And so she'd been trying to get me to go. I didn't have any family history. Life was busy. I was working right in the middle with kids, and I could come up with every excuse not to go. Um, but finally, she'd given me enough crap about not going that I decided make my appointment. So I went January of 2017. So that was five years ago. And I went in there, and they started the mammogram, and I could tell they found something. Like you, you can how, just how could you tell? Just well, the expression, I, or did it was you just see the expression it? on there, you know, like, oh, well, let's take some more images. Oh, can you know, like they start moving let's, you around a little bit, more. like it just didn't feel you could feel like there was something going. And they're like, oh, well, we see something there. And she showed it to me. And when I looked on the computer, it's like it was like the size of a jelly bean. But because I hadn't had a mammogram, I didn't have a baseline. Well, I hadn't had a mammogram before. So when they're looking at it, they're like, well, there's something there, but we don't know how long it's been there. We don't know if we should be alarmed or worried. So let's do this. Come back in six months and we'll check it again, which is pretty customary. Like I've heard of friends going and they're like, and can we talk about dense breast tissue? <laughs> this is so weird. Like, I, I can we talk so. about that right yes, now? Yes, yes. Well, like a lot of women have dense tissue or fibrous tissue. And so like if they're doing their examinations, it feels like you have lumps there because breasts are lumpy. Mm-hmm. So 
anyway, they're like, okay, come back in six months. I'd had several friends that had gone through that. So for six months, were you thinking, oh, No, shoot. I totally checked it off. Oh, like, really? Okay. I didn't even, well, because I just had heard so many people had had it and they come back and they're like, oh, it's it nothing. nothing. So it was, it's kind of an interesting story because I have, I've got um, some herniation in my back and I also have degenerative discs. And I was working with a surgeon at the time trying to get my back fused. And I was super frustrated because I just didn't feel good. I was uncomfortable. And in May, I had an appointment scheduled to go in and get my back fused. And everything started falling apart. Like, I couldn't get the surgery to work. I couldn't get the insurance to line up. I couldn't get the surgeons, the hospital. And I was so frustrated. I was, I was kind of mad at God, because I was like, I just want to feel good. I want to, I want to be a mom. I just want to do good things. Mm -hmm. It's not like I want to be a runway model or anything. I just wanted to like live, live, live and and just do all these amazing things I had in mind. And I was so frustrated. But after that um, appointment fell through, um, I was I was frustrated. But I found some things to relieve my back. And then in July. I got this letter from the mammogram place and they were like, it just said, come in. It's time for your six month checkup, make your appointment. And so I went in and I'm so grateful now that I, I can look back on it now and be like, all right, there was a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that that the surgery, surgery didn't, didn't go through because what they found when they did my um, mammogram was it had grown from a jelly bean to a golf ball, oh, which is a really fast growing tumor. It was a tumor. And so they said, all right. And so then they take you into the ultrasound room and they're like, oh, we'll do an ultrasound on it. And you're like, at this point, you know, something's, something's up. And mm-hmm. I just remember turning to the tech tish- technician and I just said, so just so you know, if anything's going to go wrong or if it's going to be weird, just know I'm your girl. Like it always is that way. Like. Everything just doesn't, I don't play by the rules. Uh-huh. And so they, they saw it, brought the doctor in. So we knew there was something there. So we scheduled a biopsy. And is that how you say it? A biopsy? Because mm-hmm. you, have you watched my big fat Greek wedding? And they're like, biopsy? Yeah. <laughs> they can't say it. Anyway, biopsy, <laughs> biopsy. Anyway, um, they usually, when women go in for their biopsies for breast cancer, They'll do a, like a, a needle and pull a syringe out of fluid. But mine was different because mine was all contained in, it's called a sarcoma. It was just oh. a tumor. So they did it. Like they chunked, like they, they, chunk. they cut, It was like they, they took a paper hole punch and, and chunked and put, it out. That's exactly what they did, probably. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I just remember I was awake and feeling it. Oh. So between that week of doing the biopsy and waiting for those test results, it was, it was a long I bet week. it was horrible. And I, we hadn't told our children. We had three boys, ages. It was like, oh, Sam turned 15, 13, and 11. So they were still really, still really young. young. Um, and I, I don't know. Like, were you at the same time also still experiencing all the back pain because you hadn't had the surgery because it didn't work out? Or were you feeling a little bit better physically? Physically, I was feeling, it was. It was just a bad time. It, no, my back was feeling Wait, great. really? Yeah, what, and that's and that was kind of like my miraculous kind of. It, it was it was a very spiritual, spiritual experience, experience for, for you, me. and I don't know how much 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about it, Mindy, um, because seriously, well, I was super frustrated with God mm-hmm. at the time, and I have never been one to turn any of my things over and just say, and just "Hey, say I can't it. handle it. I'm done." Yeah. And at that time, I did, and it was the very first time. And looking back on it now, like I can see the hand of God in so many things because. I mean, turning turning it over, just I saying, turned it over to my savior, just, and I was just, just like, saying, "Listen, I, I'm I can't in so much do this. Pain, I can't deal with it. I can't spend any more energy on this. I can't spend any more doctor's appointments, and just it, take care of me. Take, I'm done. It's yours. Just take the will. <laughs> so that's, Mindy, that's when really neat. the that's when we cancel the surgery. That's when we fight. You know, we find out I've got cancer. Had oh I had gosh. that back surgery, I would have never gone in." for that follow-up mammogram and things could have been a lot different. And so when they went in, they found, I remember they called me and they said, all right, come on in. We need to talk to you. I brought my husband with me. It was my son's 15th birthday. And we, I was so sad because I'm like, it's his birthday. I don't want this to be his birthday. Yeah. But it was, I wanted to find out. I've never gone 24 hours. I've never gone more than 24 hours without eating. I was so... <laughs> I love eating. It's, you were starving. <laughs> but I had... That was the first time I had experienced anxiety so much that I couldn't eat. you were so nervous. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. So we went in there. They sit you down. And I just laugh about this because this is... Because your head's like in so many different places. Well, laugh slash cry because you're making me cry as you tell it. <laughs> so they said, well... It's a, it's it's okay. It's gonna be okay. And I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, you have a malignant phyloides tumor. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm gonna be fine. And they're like, mm. because I didn't remember which one was the good one and which one was the bad one. <laughs> right. Because benign's the good one and malignant's <laughs> the bad. And now I remember, you know, because Maleficent, she's the bad. She's one. the bad witch. So mm. I was like, oh, good. And then they're like, we're so sorry. And I'm like, oh, oh, bad. Oh, so this is where you're going to tell me, you know, and what they told me at the time, they just said, it's a really, we don't know a lot about it. And I looked it up. 1% of breast cancers that are diagnosed every year are these phyloides tumors. You are that special, special person. Isn't that person? funny? And I told them, I'm like, if it's going to be, it's if, going to if be it doesn't you. play by the rules, it's me. And only 10% of those 1% are malignant. They're usually benign that rare. or borderline tumors. <sighs> and so they said, well, we don't know a ton about them. We don't see them hardly ever. So what we're going to do, we're going to go in. We'll, we'll do a, where they take it out. Extraction or Not a removal. mastectomy, but they do a lumpectomy. Oh, a, lumpe- oh, a lumpectomy. Okay. <laughs> yes, a l- um, got they said we've got to get the we got to get the margins. And of course, you have to wait for the pathology to come back. And the margins were not clear. And oh, so, because so, they couldn't get all the margins. Okay. Which meant radiation. Radiation. Oh, God. And I, I'll tell you, like, I, I was, sh- I wasn't shocked, but I was, I was discouraged. But like I said, I just don't play by the rules. Most people usually get the tumor out and then off they go. And they live their life and it's great. And then they're done. But of course, the radiation became the next component, which led to kind of this fun, like my champion for breast cancer. So during that time, I, so radiation six weeks, five days a week for 30 minutes every day. And 
it, I was in the middle. I was. Did working. you go up to the Huntsman Center for this? Or? No, with the best place. So oh, okay. it's at the Davis. It's in the Bittner Building, and they've got this um, radiology, or they do the radiation in the basement down there. Oh, okay. Here's something crazy: six foot walls is what they have down there, so that the walls absorb the radiation. The radiation. Gosh. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It is, and you're putting it into your body. And they were doing this to make us feel better. Mm-hmm. But the machine that they have up there was actually like so specific that the rate a lot of people get radiation burns and and a lot of just long side effects and i was i felt really blessed that it came to be that i could go up there that's great and not only that because i was still working still have three little boys at home three boys i had two playing football one playing soccer or comp soccer i was managing his soccer team i was in the primary presidency you're a super My mom. husband was doing his church calling. He had a big calling at the time. And it was like, holy cow, how is this supposed to fit into this busy, busy life? And I look back on it now, and it was such a blessing. That that you were so busy? Yes. Because it, it kept you focused? It kept, it just kept me moving because there were some days you just like. I bet you felt, did it make you really sick? Um, It didn't make me sick. It just made me really tired. Really tired. And it okay. took a couple of weeks for it to kick in. So I did the radiation, and I met some of the coolest people there. Um, but you'll laugh at this because I don't hold still very well. Like I, you can see, I I just fidget, and I'm always you talking. have high energy. Well, and you're supposed to lay in this thing for thirty minutes and, and not, not move. move and not talk. And they had, you know, they've got you kind of like, oh my heck, it was the worst. It was like chest up. Like it took me a while to like to, to get, get used to, used to just be like being out there. Oh, I was so out there. Oh. Had to learn to wear a shirt again. No, but um, they, I was sitting there and I remember fidgeting. There was this thing behind me so that I just had something to fidget with. And finally, I'm like, will you guys play some music? Like, can we play Name That Tune or something? And still to this day, I'm the only patient that they've played Name That Tune really? with. Really? Yeah. Oh, Mindy, you leave your mark and you're well, so much fun. And it, it was. It was so fun. And they were like, okay, we'll do this. But as long as you... Don't move and don't talk. Because if I would move, then it, then we'd have to start oh all over. Gosh. So anyway, um, I met some really cool people up there. Um, still friends to this day with some of those gals that I met. And it was a real sweet thing. Like the day I went for my first radiation, or no, for my surgery, all my neighbors put these pink bows on the trees. And my it's son's football support. teams put stickers on the back of their helmets. And when they'd huddle, they'd be like, one, two, three, Mindy. Like, really? it was so That's cool. So neat. Well, I think everyone want everyone wants to find something. To, to rally to around, rally. right? And to support. How did you tell your kids? Oh, Talk about that. We sat down. We we got home that day before, like, because it was his birthday. That So mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we'll do so the you morning. Told him, you told him on his birthday. Yeah. But it wasn't a bad thing. Because I, I you had a plan. We, and we did. We knew that mm-hmm. we were going to get through it's gonna be it. Okay. They knew something was up, obviously. You were not there. so It was kind of cute. So my youngest was like, so we told him, I just said, hey, listen, this is what we've been doing. I, I have cancer. And um, for a minute, it caught him off guard. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember them. There was, I hated it because they looked scared for just a minute. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we told him that everything was going to be okay, my son was, and they asked if I had to do chemo, and I said no. My son was like, 
oh, good. I don't have to shave my head. Because oh, I think he was, like, ready to do that in <laughs> That's solidarity. So That's so cute. So, like, for one minute, he's all like, I'm ready to shave it. Oh, I don't. Oh, okay, good. good. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, my oldest, I thought it was interesting, um, different how they all process it. But my oldest was like, I just need to know, are you going to be okay or not? Sweet. Just to the point. I don't need to know the details. Are you going to be okay? And as soon as I said, yeah, I'm going to be okay. That was the end of it. Like, they didn't worry about it. And my middle one, it was so cute. I would come home from work and I was just tired. And so I'd lay down and take a nap and he'd come home and he would put a blanket over me. You've got such sweet, sweet, sweet kids. Well, you don't think they care or that they observe because, you know, you're the parent. You're supposed to be this tough one. Mm-hmm. And for a minute, they, they were got to take care, care of, of me. Yeah. And my youngest Neat. slept by my bed on the floor for Oh, Mindy, that's he, he so would die sweet. if people heard this, so don't. Well, <laughs> it's, it's just, it shows his compassion and his love for you. Yeah. That's so well, sweet. And he, he was so sweet until he turned 14, and then it yeah, went well, away. And they, they grow up. <laughs> they come back eventually. Right. They do. They do so. come back. That's really neat. So your kids were okay because they knew that you had a plan. Well, and we were straightforward with mm-hmm. them. And, and honest with them. And honest. I think if we would have been, like, ambiguous or not full transparency with what, we, what was going on. They would have been more scared, for sure. But... It turned into this family project. Um, I had lots of generous people bringing meals and stopping by and checking on you. And I wanted to, I I love when people do that. I think service, it's a twofold process, right? And there's that part where I I love to serve. You are absolutely the poster child for service. You are. You love it. it. it you you put you your whole so heart into good. it. It does. There's so many rewards, but it's nice to be served as oh, well. It's not. It's so, so it's, awkward. Well, it's, it's, it's awkward, but it's nice because then you know how it loved. feels to be on that other end and how loved you are. And that's, I, I realized that. And so I thought, okay, I'm not going to have time once we get back into the life to like do thank you cards and stuff. So I came up with this idea of, I don't know if you've seen them. They're heart-shaped cookies. They're upside down. Yes, and so cute. They make this lady made bikinis out of them. Mm-hmm. So I hired someone to make these cookies and just said thank you for your support, quote unquote. Well, right, so clever. Your bra's there to support you, right? And I thought, okay, I'll just give these cookies out, and it was super fun. Like, oh, thank you for helping me, you know. And, and you did it if people said that they'd gone to get a mammogram. So right? that it, it that evolved. Was, that was oh okay that okay it evolved because then I was like, oh my heck, early detection's what saved me. Mm-hmm. 42 years old, first mammogram. Had I not gone in when I did, it could At have the been urging a urging of your friends. Yes, thanks, Leslie. Shout out to Leslie Shimmer. Yes. Um, it would have been probably, it could have been a lot more invasive. It could have been a oh, whole different oh, story. Right. right. Whole different outcome. And so I'd go to these soccer games and I would take these cookies with me. I, I had boxes of them and I had them all packaged. And I'd just go up and ask someone if they had their mammogram. And if they did, I'd hand them these cookies. <laughs> you're so much. <laughs> and it's awesome. so funny to see people's reactions because you don't talk about Right. Like, right. Exactly. It's, it's so like faux pas to bring that up. And I, I love the irony that I'm in a home full of boys. And that's what we talked about. And that's, was, yes. With boobs. <laughs> yes. And, and everything that goes along with it, you know. So I handed out over 100 cookies to football moms, to soccer moms. We went, that's a lot. It was a lot. But I had two friends diagnosed with breast cancer because of those cookies. Really? And so 
when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, I told you it was just like if there's an exception to the rule, it's going to be me. But I feel like it had a bigger purpose. For sure. And I knew um, after everything was all said and done, it was super. This there's a lot of I made this. It's a list. It's called the list I never thought I'd have to make. Um, because it was all these little sweet things that happened in between. But my, I'm glad you kept that. Oh, That's and I really use, I I go back to it often because you know when life is just like okay, uncle, enough. Mm-hmm. Have, there's a loving heavenly father that was there, but my radiation fit. I had a I had tickets to the U2 concert in Joshua Tree concert in Arizona, and then we were going to New York for Thanksgiving, and my radiation fit right in between those two dates. It was like first of September and middle of November, and I was like, you know what? Someone's looking out for me. Yeah, absolutely. Someone's very mindful of my details. Tender Someone, mercies. One hundred percent. And I remember. Standing out in my front yard after all was kind of said and done, and I felt like Heavenly Father just took me and he put me down just gently, and he was like, he patted me on the bum, and he's like, "Okay, off you go." Yeah. I took care of you. Oh, Mindy, that's you got this. Making me cry. You got this. Like I just remember, it's like, no, reminder. don't leave. Like, like <laughs> right, no, we're good. We work good together. Yeah, like right. this is a good relationship. Like just stay here a little bit longer. Yes, and, and yeah. And it's so interesting because things that I was able to do, yeah, it was it was just a really neat experience. Well, I think if you go through um, trials or hardship, if you can't come out with a list of silver lining items, then you just suffered for, for no reason. You're right. What what did you learn about yourself through this? Ah, oh. I can do hard things. Okay. I learned that people love me. And my biggest takeaway is that my Heavenly Father is mindful. Yep. And I can depend on him. That's my single, that was my greatest, that's my greatest gift. Your testimony. Mm -hmm. I could walk away from that knowing, because I've had depression my whole life. Like, you've done some hard things. You've been through hard things. Oh, it's so funny because one of my friends had breast cancer before I did. And I remember telling her, I was like, if I had to choose breast cancer over depression, I would, I would for sure choose cancer because you can handle it. Like it comes and goes. And still to this day, I would still take cancer over depression. Really? Mm-hmm. Because cancer or well, cancer, is, you can depression is so debilitating and so, um, so hopeless. People bring you dinner if you have cancer. Right. That's true. And they, and they rally around you. People have empathy you. if you have cancer. People aren't like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're struggling today. <laughs> let me, let me bring you a meal. I mean, you know, just because they don't because they don't see it. Mm-mm. So, how's your depression been? Being on the other side of depression and cancer, so much better. Has it? I've let go of so many things because I don't have to control everything. That is a that's beautiful. I don't, and that's really neat. I don't that's have a great to lesson. worry about it. I've got a savior. I've got a heavenly father who. I mean, not to turn this into a spiritual thing, but that, that's what Life this is has spiritual. been for me. Exactly. This is your journey. And so as long as I stay busy and keep going and doing good things, I'm okay. Mindy, that's really neat. I'm okay. So, and, and it's a great message for other people because, like you said, no one brings you dinner if you're depressed. We could really. do a whole other podcast because, on depression. And, and it's true because we don't, we don't see it. People hide it really mm-hmm. well. You've got like this... 
imaginary broken leg, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're debilitated. You can't, you can't do today. Right. And people don't know it. Mm-mm. And even if they do know it and they hear you're depressed, I think there's this feeling of, the, okay, the, you'll be fine. You're going to be fine. Well, go walk it off. Yeah. Go, just go do something. Go eat some go, broccoli. Go serve, go serve somebody. someone. Right. And you're like, I, I just did serve someone. And I'm like, I still. And I still feel horrible. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast that, for a, another day. That's a really neat lesson. Though. And it's neat to, that you've learned some great things about yourself. Yeah. Because you learned that you can trust your Heavenly Father for sure. That he's there that even he's if there. you didn't know. Well, would remember? that have been so much nicer to learn before I was 42 years old? Like, how much better? Like, why did it take so long? I think sometimes we're not ready. Maybe I'm so stubborn. For the lessons. And I think the lessons were being taught along the way. Right. But I didn't want. Or, or maybe you were just too busy with other things and you, it was just to take a pause. Well, Heavenly Father literally had to stop me in my tracks exactly. so he could tell me he loved me. He literally stopped me, grabbed me by the face and was like, I got, you know. Yeah, I've got your back. Yeah, instead of just being like, hey, good, we're good. We're like, we'll work together. No, it was. Right. So, and and you're so independent, like you've said, and just just I can do this on my own. I'm strong. I'm tough. I'm you, you're just that person that always takes care of everybody else. But since then, I don't have to be the tough, strong good. person anymore. That's that's really neat. So you're willing to ask for help. And you're okay. I'm I'm getting much better at that. I don't know. It's hard. It it is hard. It's a you're hard. the same way. It's a it is because especially when you're around other people that depend on you so much. And and if you show the slightest bit of doubt or fear, then everybody goes. It kind of throws oh, no. everything off. Oh no! What's wrong? If you're worried, then it's it's really bad. It's catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And it, it is. It's a lot of and you're good. Responsibility you're really to good do that, at but. keeping things steady. And so I think for you, if you were to show a little bit of that, like yeah, pause, it's it would it would throw. It, people off. Yeah, it kind of just so I had cancer 15 years ago. Yeah. A different kind of cancer. Well, and so how young? I was you 37 were... and um, I missed my daughter's eighth birthday. So we had it planned. We were going to do the spa night and my doctor said, you need surgery and this is when it's going to be because that worked with her schedule. And so, you know, my daughter was turning me, eight. Because you had Uter- uterine. Uterine cancer. And did you have symptoms or did you I have... did have some symptoms, yes. And so my daughter... So you knew something so was I wrong. I knew something was wrong, but I just wasn't sure what it was. But uh, her whole birthday party was planned. So my mom flew in and my mother-in-law, Lee's mom, came and they took the girls to a hotel because we were going to do this special spa night. This is her eighth birthday. It's a big deal. Big deal. And, and nails and everything. And so my mom and my mother-in-law did her birthday. And, you know, for the next probably 10 years... Or 12 years, I felt guilty. I missed your eighth birthday. Why did you feel guilty? Because I wanted to be there, kind of like you wanted to be there. But actually, our daughter just had her birthday because her birthday is October 13th, just a couple days ago. And I called her and I said, Alexa, I am so grateful that I missed your eighth birthday because I'm here for your 24th. You know? Isn't there? And and I would not have. So I guess lessons learned slow down, be grateful, and it's okay. And and sometimes well, we and have to take even a pause. from that situation, though, Tammy, like you just gave your mother-in-law and your mom an opportunity to do something you would have never asked them to do. You're right. And your daughter was OK. Yes, she was OK. Like, why do we feel like we've got to just be like, but I've, well, if I'm not there, it's just right, not, like, not going to happen. Yes. 
Well, and I have. I felt bad. Oh, I missed your eighth birthday. Yeah, that was such a big years. deal. I'm so sorry. But I thought, gosh, I'm so grateful because I'm here and I'm super healthy. Yes, and and I would not have been had I... Yeah, you just rode, what, 60 miles this summer? You've been riding... Might have been an e-bike, but yeah. We I don't. still rode it. I still rode it. It was good. So... Hey, shout out to those e-bikes. I went last weekend Did on you? one. And yeah. I love having an e-bike. But Mindy, the sacrifices and the, the lessons that we learned when we are forced to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. are pretty well, incredible things, and very just, spiritual. And, and perspective that... Yeah. It's okay to ask for help sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's okay to need help. It one hundred percent, and there there was lessons that my children learned because of that situation. Oh, compassion, empathy—that uh, they would never, they would have, have they learned. wouldn't have had that opportunity, especially being boys. Really, you know, not well, so close they just to those rough types and tough of issues. And just move exactly. Along and just so for them to see mom go through something hard, and and to be on the other side of it, and to realize it was okay, yeah, and you're all stronger for it. I wa- I'm excited that we wanted to sort of celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And the takeaway from this podcast is early detection is the best prevention. Yes. And it's really important to take care of yourself. And for the men that are listening out there, get your wife to go get her mammogram. Um, she's the core. She's the heart of the family. And you, you need her, but she's not going to stop to go do that. It's true. And I think don't be afraid of things because you said you've always had this premonition. Yeah. Sort of. And maybe you were dreading it. I'm not sure. Do you know, but funny that you say that. There might there might have been like a subconscious thing that was like, nope, you don't want to do this. Um, but, but it's turned out to be a great blessing in your life. Technology and medical advancements, it's not a death sentence. Right, right. It's not. That's what's great about it now. Yeah. Early detection, detection. Well, and is the crazy the key. thing, too. And, they wanted to move the age for breast cancer screening to 50 instead of 40. But I bet anyone that's listening, if they, I bet you everyone knows someone that's younger than 50 that has, and it's in 30s, it's in 40s. And mm-hmm. so here's something that I learned. If you have breast cancer his, or history in your family and you're like in your 20s or 30s, you can go get your baseline. And I believe insurance will pay for that baseline so that at least you know where you're at. And then um, then you start your regular screenings at 40, it's, unless you've got that family history. So this is one thing I didn't know, too. I thought you had to have a referral from an OBGYN to go do it. And I think that was the other thing that put it off because I was like, I've got to go to them before I can get the referral. But you can just call and make your appointments. So McKady Hospital has a great facility. I believe they've got 3D mammograms up there. I went and did. My first one was at the Tanner Clinic Women's Center. And it was awesome. Like, they take you back into the special room. It's all quiet. And you're like, oh, like all zen. And trying to maybe take away some of some that. Some of that anxiety. Yes. And then the Bittner building at, across the street, they do the mammograms as well in the basement. Um, and all are just great and wanting to help you and, and keep you healthy. So just call. And I think it's great to have conversations about it because. Yep. It's part of life. It's so taboo, but it's, whatever. It's, I don't even think it is anymore, though. I mean, awareness is huge. And, and the more we're aware of other people's stories and the way that we can yeah. do preventative care, it's It's, it's like when you start everybody. driving a white minivan, now everyone's got a white right, minivan. Exactly. Like, you notice it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something definitely to pay attention to. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for letting thank me talk you. about it. Just thank you. Take care of yourself because. 
and listen to your body right listen to your body listen to your premonitions and go get your mammograms thanks mindy you bet thanks for having me To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.